This is a HeadGum Podcast. You or Jayla? Yeah, yeah, they want to know. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. <laughs> I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Bobby Finger. In my in my mind, it's you then me. So I almost said I'm Bobby Finger. Oh, I'm first. I'm first build in your mind. <laughs> well, I just like in my mind, it's like you say your name and then I say my name. So like in your mind, I'm contractually obligated to receive top billing. <laughs> No, in my mind, it's alphabetically ordered because we came to a respectful agreement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to say to you, Bobby, what? Happy Preakend! Happy Preakend! It's the Preakend. Well, we're, it's I... technically the weekend for our listeners, but yes, it's oh, the Preakend. Oh shit, you're right. And also, yesterday I was thinking, wow, it's already the pre-Preakend. I'm so mad. So our friend Lala has been saying pre-kend for a while now. Like pre-kend is Thursday, pre-pre-kend is Wednesday, and this has been a Lala thing. We talk about Lala a lot. Uh, so I started saying it, obviously. Josh started saying it. Lindsay started saying it. We're trying to make everyone say it. So I put it on my Instagram stories last night, and um, our friend Casey responded to me and was like, actually, your friend Lala didn't invent pre-kend. It was invented by Succession, I think. And I was like, you have it to get... not. Succession has to get out of my life. I'm The more I hear about Succession, if the less I want to watch it. If one person tells me to watch Succession, I'm going to succeed myself off this planet. Like, I will not hear about Succession anymore. No. I don't even know what it is. There's a Culkin in it? I don't know. It's funny. Who's... All, some, all of a sudden, everyone's like, it's funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, the ads don't make it look funny. It doesn't look funny. When it came out, everyone was like, what is this stupid show? I don't care about this show. And then suddenly everyone was saying, mm, it's actually like a really good satire and it's funny. And it's like a really good like VP in the loopy tone when you think about it. And I was like, get I just out want to make here. it very clear that we don't really care about succession. We just don't want people to tell us to watch succession yeah. anymore. Because look, I know myself well enough to know that the moment I start watching succession, I'm going to be all aboard the train. I'm going to have all the succession merch. I'm going to be talking about succession to anyone with ears. I just don't want to get to that state yet. I'm not ready for it. But also I'm just in denial that pre-canned isn't, is something that is already apparently a thing, which is it's, it can't pre because even Lala said she didn't invent pre-kend. Pre-kend was not created by Succession. Pre-kend is old, but it's back. Wait, whatever, it's back. Thursday's the pre-kend. Wednesday's a pre-pre-kend. Maybe pre-pre-kend is our thing. It really helps you get Wednesday. through the week. Because you're like, oh, Monday and Tuesday, wow, what a nightmare. And then all of a sudden it's Wednesday. Usually that's what people call the hump, hump day. day. Hump day's over. Like, it's the pre-pre-kend. Yeah, it's the pre-pre-kend. Because you're like, wow, we're so close to the weekend. Because it's the pre-pre-kend. Here's a question about pre-kend. How do we spell it? I, well, when you spell it out, it looks like pretend. Like pretend. It so look... I feel like you need the double E because that's how you spell weekend. But pretend looks kind of crazy. And pre pretend is, well, I mean, <laughs> pre pretend are... spelled out P R E E P R E E K E N D. I know we're, uh, I know we're like a digital world, but these are not really words meant to be spelled out. Like they're not really meant to be written down or spelled out. Don't you agree? Yeah. No. It's like yeah. in the early two thousands when everyone started getting rid of consonants. I also just wanted to share that we share that we were listening to Cher's new version of Gimme 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 A Man After Midnight Mm -hmm. uh, and Bobby got so excited about the new Cher song that he spilled iced coffee all All over his recording device all over it 
So you're like, how are they recording? And we're like, well, we make it happen for you. And also Bobby can literally not drink or eat anything without spilling it on himself. That's not a joke. I feel like I've mentioned that on the podcast before, but I spill stuff on me all the time. All the time. It was honestly, I wish I recorded it, but this audio, the audio of you spilling was hilarious because <laughs> you were you were singing and then you spilled and you screamed and then you, you were like, oh my God, I spilled it. And then you forgot to hang up. So the share song just kept playing ominously over you, like rustling around. And I was like, oh my God, if the share song does not stop playing, like I, what's, it was like a horror movie, but starring share. It was honestly really funny. Gimme, gimme, gimme. But just be careful if you send Bobby a new track, he'll spill something on himself. Yeah, I know. I was just too excited about the freaking. Hi, my gay boys. I just read that uh, the mystery buyer of Lance Bass's Brady Bunch house was HGTV. Anyway, I freaked out. Um, I wonder if he can get a job there. Thanks. You're the best. Good form, Bellathorn. So we got a ton of calls about this. Yes, the lucky winner of the Brady Bunch house was not Lance Bass. It was the TV network HGTV, which explains why they had sort of an unlimited pool of money. Um, Also, the The new news. The new news is that... Let me quote TMZ. There's new news. Sources close to the situation tell us, TMZ that HGTV Brass privately reached out to the NSYNC singer Tuesday after he publicly reacted to the news that the network was a mysterious corporate buyer. We're told HGTV and Lance are scheduled to meet next week to discuss him getting involved in the network's future plans with the house, namely restoring it to its 1970s form on the outside for a new TV show. The Crips pretty much remained the same on the outside. So there's a chance that Which, Lance to be Bass fair, is what he... Wanted to do. That's what he wanted to do. And now he's um, getting paid to do this instead of having to spend a few million dollars to buy it himself. Right, so he's probably win, thrilled. Win. He's probably thrilled. And also, did you see, I mean, my other favorite part of this story was Jonathan Scott responded to um, Lance Bass's, like, annoyed email with don't, HGTV. Don't say Jonathan Scott is your favorite part of anything, but go on. I didn't see this. So, so Lance tweeted, HGTV, oh man, I'd be pretty upset if it was anyone else, but how could you be mad at HTV? My television is stuck on that channel. Kudos, HGTV. I know you will do the right thing with the house. That was always my biggest worry. So Wait, I think what? My television yeah. is stuck on that channel. That's because they pay your... They pay your bills. Jonathan Scott said that? No, 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 no. Bobby, this is Lance tweeting. Oh, I thought you said Jonathan Scott said that. It's like, no, of course just your wait. television so is that's... stuck to your channel. Right. So that's Lance tweeting. And then Jonathan Scott responded, a property brother, said, would love to work with you. This is such an iconic home, and it really played an important part of my childhood. Reinforcing strong family values, smiley face, which I hate because being like, it's strong family values to me. Just It's like, hmm? Is that homophobic? I think <laughs> I love family values. I think it's fine. Okay. But it also seems also like a, you know, a contractually obligated thing where he has to respond to HGTV news on Twitter. I mean, of course, this is like his dream is to be involved in this drama that Lance Bass like started and got press. But it's just funny that he, it's just funny the tweet he decided to write. So are we going to go on the Sailing with the Scots boatloads of fun cruise or not? No. If someone works for Royal Caribbean or whatever, no. will you reach out to us and let us know if no. it's possible? Because I no. wouldn't say no. no. I would say no. If we got f- 
free if tickets. If we got if free there's tickets, only, no, I'm sorry. It's only a four day cruise. There's like even only, if we did get norovirus, that's only four days. There's only one thing more miserable than an actual cruise with no celebrities is a cruise that is themed with celebrities. I'm sorry, but that have you is, been on a cruise themed with celebrities? How can you say no, that it's miserable? But I've been on a cruise without celebrities and it's miserable. So I can only imagine it could, would get worse. I also really shouldn't do it because I'm very, as an, as Twiggy is very anti-fur, I'm very anti-cruise. They're the garbage trucks of the sea. They just like dump garbage. They're yeah, such they're terrible disgusting. polluters. And cruises, going on cruises, sorry, no offense, everyone who loves to cruise is like the lazy man's travel and not even like in a shamey way. It's but just it's ex- like- But it's expensive. It's, it's expensive and it's like 89% whatever food. It's so food focused in a really like uncomfortable way. It's killing the coral reefs. Okay, well, that too. <laughs> I'm intrigued, but I'm saying, having said that... I would go. I am intrigued by the idea of sailing with the Scots. I just wonder, like... Where does it go? When did, when did celebrity cruise become, like, a viable business option for these people? But celebrities. Who started it? It's Who, fairly like, recent. It's in the past, like, six, seven years. Is it? I just feel like I've always seen in, like... You know, when, when you open your playbill and there's always some cruise with like Broadway stars and it's like people yeah. you've oh, never heard of. We know you go to life. plays, Lindsay. You know, when you open your playbill, we know you see you've everything. Been to, excuse me, you've been to a play or a musical. I know, Don't I've act been. like you haven't. I'm, I'm not just try, saying. I'm trying to be relatable, not trying to brag about the fact that I've been to a play. Sounds like brag to me. Okay. Um, the point is, this is disgusting and also I do it. And, uh,. Lance Bass is probably going to be on HGTV hosting a show about the Brady Bunch. I know. Well, now HGTV's seeing this narrative already play out. They're like, Lance Bass is like part of this story now. So now we have to include him. And he's honestly going to come out on top. So do not feel bad for Lance Bass. He's about to sign on the bottom line. (laughs) On the dotted line? Oh, what did I say? The bottom line. What's the bottom line? I'm not sure, but let's not get into it. Here we go. We also got about six different calls Talking about cool beans. Oh, also, my friend Shayna called in and she was like, you have to tell, this is your friend Shayna. You better tell your Brady Bunch story really quickly. My Brady Bunch story is that one time I I bagged Alice's groceries because Alice lived near me growing up. And no offense to Shayna, but like, I'm really glad that you called Bobby out for being a, like a fan. But that's a really bad story. <laughs> that's the story. It's a bad story, but it's, it's also sort of funny. I bagged Alice's groceries. I used to see her at the HEB. Okay, Great I'm done. Story. Next call. Great we got story. a lot of calls about this. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I just had the call right in the middle of your episode uh, where you're talking about Bobby's cool beanbag invention, which I honestly think is genius. And I just have to tell you that I have the name for you. It needs to be called Cool Beans. Cool Beans, the cool beanbag. Duh. Good luck. Bye. Okay, so you all are right. That's all we have to say about it. We got a lot of calls saying you got to call the cool beanbag company Cool Beans. We and are not a starting name. a beanbag company. We can barely make a t-shirt, let alone start a beanbag company. We are company. not starting a beanbag company unless someone comes in and says they're going to do all the work. Literally everything we do, it's like, mm, we should do like start a Lambrusco company. I like research it for about four to five minutes. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. That'd be so good, though. What? You haven't talked about Bruce in a long time. Yeah, because I can't, no one is around to help me with that. It's like an impossible good, dream. I haven't had Lambrusco in so long, and that was my thing for such a long time. And I haven't Why haven't had you a had it? I don't know. Well, I don't really, I don't know. 
Well, it's weird because it was trendy and yet it didn't really grow in popularity in terms of being carried at liquor stores. So I never see it and I can never buy it. Yeah, and sometimes when you see it, it's not cold. And it's like, the point is, I want it to be ice cold. Okay, well, Bruce um, has never, well, that's why we need Bruce. But you know what? Couldn't you know get what? the support are, on Bruce. If you are some sort of angel investor or however those things work, and you want to give us money for either Bruce or Cool Beans, hit us up, 619-WHO-THEM, and we will uh, we will we'll at least about working with be you. a little interested. You can take most of it also. We just want to... Put our no, name please on don't promise that. No, I'm sorry. I'm do not promise that. Okay, no. I'm not gonna promise anything. I'm not gonna promise. You well, can. Well, you we'll can wait have, until we sign on the bottom line. <laughs> you can have like 15% of Bruce for an investment of two hundred thousand dollars. That's my Shark Tank ask. Okay. Okay. Lori, I know it's usually based us. on. <laughs> I know it's usually based on evaluation, but it's just a good idea. Next call. Next comment, actually. Three comments. My God. Oh, my God. Hi, The Weekly. Thank you for talking about Jane the Virgin. It is such a great show, and everyone on it is truly so talented. I was kind of disappointed you didn't do a full cast, even though really the only other interesting person besides Gina is Justin Baldoni. But he's kind of interesting to, like, like, he's a very good person, he has, like, a video company that just makes, like, inspirational videos. But I used to, like, first follow him on Instagram, and I had to stop because it was – it. I was not thirsty. I was parched. It was all it's all baby videos. And, like, and like I love babies. But, like, it's all about, like, the miracle of life. And, like, he's a huge hippie. And, like, I swear to God, like, I, I was there for every day of his wife's pregnancy. It's just, like – like, he's just like, I can't believe God lets me watch my wife's stomach grow. And it's just like, and he's directing this movie, and it's just The Fault of Our Stars. It's the same exact plot as The Fault of Our Stars, but it's with Cole Sprouse. And just like, he's such a good person. I'm sure he's a great father, but... The call, the call <laughs> cuts great. out. The call cuts out, like, mid-rave about Justin Baltoni. That makes sense. Like, I like that she was like, I can't believe you didn't talk about him. I went down a deep hole and then I had to like climb out of the hole. And she's just like, I love him. I want to marry him. He's he's amazing. Did you know he, he did a TED Talk, Lindsay, this year? No. What was it about? He did a t- TED Talk on masculinity and like toxic man- masculinity. No, I'm okay. Why Keep I'm it. done being, quote, man enough. I've been pretending to be a man that I'm not my entire life. But I'm tired of performing. And I can tell you right now that it is exhausting trying to be man enough for everyone all the time. I found you found the one thing I don't like more than I don't like cruises, which is TED Talks. So I'm glad we've ended up in TED Talks. <laughs> this TED Talk is 18 minutes long, which honestly feels short for a TED Talk. Doing a is TED it? Talk is a red flag. If you're like dealing with someone and they've done a TED Talk, you're like, mm, red flag. No, like literally. A red flag. Yeah. It's a red logo, too. Oh, okay. But wow, do we amazing. love, do we stand Justin Baldoni? I'm not sure I do. I don't really care. A lot of people also called and were like, how dare you call Gina a them? <laughs> She's not. <laughs> She's like, they were like four people watch this show and like even they might agree with you. No, I think she's a them. I'm not changing that. Okay, fine. I'm just saying those people called. Are you? I don't know. I, just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Think... I like to I like to take feedback. Yeah, I think I know, she's but... a them in terms of like, like celebrity in our celebrity world. Like she's part yes. of like tabloids, no matter how many people watch her show. It's like, she's somebody that people like to, to deal with and talk about and look at and hear about. And I want to say, I truly do believe like my mom knows who Gina Rodriguez is. You should call and ask her. Well, she's on vacation. Okay. Well, when she's back. Hi, I was just on Twitter and I noticed a picture 
on my timeline of Richard Lewis, MSNBC's Ari Melber, and uh, Alexandra Daddario. And I was wondering, uh, how do they know each other? Before Bill Thorne, thanks, bye. This is a weird one. <laughs> As an MSNBC stand, Bob, do you like Ari Melber? I have been watching slash listening to Rachel Maddow like every single day for 10 years. And it's yeah, very much, brag. it's not a brag because it's actually sort of lame. It's lame and depressing. It's, it's really white noise for me. She just like, I listen to it in the morning when I'm showering and like it's getting comforting ready. to you. It's comforting She's to comforting. me. I just, and I usually turn on the podcast and I just like play the audio and I'm half paying attention. It's just like, it's such a deeply ingrained part of my morning routine that I can't shake it. It's fine. Um, and so when I do turn on MSNBC, I don't necessarily love it. I'm 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 a Rachel stan. Everyone's like I, I have MSNBC on as white noise as as a lot of people with cable do. I don't particularly care for a lot of people on that channel. Like I don't like listening to a lot of them. Um I love Andrea Mitchell. Um you know I got a soft spot in my heart for Chris Hayes. Ari Melber is difficult because Ari Melber is... Have you ever watched mm-hmm. his show? No. His whole thing is like really, really dry humor about like pop culture things and specifically oh, no. rappers. Oh, so he's no. always talking about rappers. No. Um, like he ended Chris one... Chris does that too. I accident... Yeah, but Ari Melber does it... Way more. To an even more insane extreme. Yeah. yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is I don't... It, it was annoying at first, but now it's sort of like, it's so lame that it's kind of funny. But also he's always been the guy who, part of his shtick is saying like, like Chris Chris Hayes' shtick is like, I'm a dad, I don't know anything, you know? Especially on mm-hmm. Twitter. Ari mm-hmm. Melber's shtick is like, I'm actually pretty cool. Like, I'm a cool guy. Like, I know I'm lame, so, but I'm a cool guy. So it is not surprising to me that he's dating this random who actress, Alexandra Todario, who... Full disclosure, we have talked about probably 800 times in the podcast cut and every cut time. every single time. Will we cut this? Probably. We'll probably cut this. Well, I was going to say, the one thing I know about Ari Melber is, so full disclosure, I know his ex-wife. And so do you. She yes. works in media or worked in media. Worked I'm not quite media. sure. No, I think she lives in LA now. And uh, I ran into them once and he was perfectly nice. And I met him yeah. and he was nice. So that's my only experience with him. He seemed that's, very nice. I had a, the exact same experience. Right. And so. I was like, oh, this guy. Right. But again, he's dating, you know, one of the most notoriously cut from Who Weekly uh, <laughs> celebs that we have today. Probably yes. She's probably been cut from this show more times than anyone. Yeah, and so we have so we have this this photo that this caller is particularly called from is Richard Lewis saying, My pals Ari Milber and AA Daddario helping me celebrate my twenty four years of sobriety, which is very cool. Okay. But the answer to your question, how do they know each other? Alexandra knows Ari because they're dating. But I I do wonder how did Ari and Alexandra met meet? I guess that's like really not important to find out. Who cares? No. Parties, mutual friends, who the hell knows? I know. Sometimes we wanna find out and sometimes I feel like I just don't care. Yeah, and I'm not sure that I care. Okay, great. Next call. Remember when she dated Zac Efron? Uh, dated, quote unquote. Or like whatever. Okay. She, she was in Baywatch with Zac Efron and to get more publicity for the movie, she dated him, I guess. Okay, 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 okay. That was implied. Next call. Good call. Oh, are you going to play that? Is that you going to keep that on the podcast? Yeah. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. This is Stephanie, medium time listener. I want to know who... May Musk is. So I know she is Elon Musk's mom, 
recent problematic person, but she's 69 and she is a cover girl. I saw her on Facebook and I've seen her on Instagram and she's gorgeous, but I want to know more about her because it's not your average person that becomes a cover girl at 69. All right, thanks. R.I.P. Yummy Pop. There is something funny about uh, Elon Musk's mother becoming a superstar late in life uh, because he is so um, annoying and Mm -hmm. she's so inspiring. So it's literally like the opposite kind of like he like she's she really like is doing everything that he's not doing, which is being likable and and (laughs) kind of inspiring, you know, Mm -hmm. don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. But she's been around. She what what was her line that you have quoted here when she? Oh, says, I love this. She wrote, "I was famous until Elon became famous." Miss yeah. Musk said, half joking, but she's not Over joking. Oatmeal. I mean, like her na- she, like her name was more known in the modeling scene and outside than his name until he became so famous. Right. Who was asking us yesterday about Elon Musk? Was it us together? Oh, uh, on Flash Forward, we did a podcast. Yes, Flash Forward. Uh, which we're going to be on, I think, next week, which was really, really August fun. August 28th, I believe. We talked about the bleak future of celebrities, uh, but or the celebrity The bleak spawn. future of celebrity spawn con, yeah. And she, we, were, she, we were talking about Elon Musk, and it was just funny to kind of think about him in a celebrity way, because it's mm-hmm. like he's famous for being an inventor along the lines of, like, Steve Jobs, like, and, you know, Thomas Edison. Like, he's our modern-day inventor in a weird yeah. way. He just so, happens to be, like, openly horny, so he's, like, always right. dating women. And she argued that he, what he he does very hooey things, which I would agree. Yeah. He's just a very hooey them. Them with who tendencies, yes. And yeah. his mother is just like this very glamorous, high fashion, like gorgeous 69, 68-year-old woman. I think she's now 70. Who is, you know, because she's been in a model for so long, she knows all the other like legends in the fashion world. Like of one of her best friends is Diane von Furstenberg. Of course it is. She's probably just very refreshing for a lot of women who meet her, I would Mm -hmm. say, including designers, especially designers. And the other kind of fun thing about her is that she raised her kids as a single mom and with her alongside her twin sister, whose name is Kay. So it's like May and Kay. She's got a great history. There's a bunch of um, feature kind of profile things that you should read uh, about her if you're more interested. Yeah, there's one written by Derek Blasberg, which is frustrating, but whatever. People know him and people like talking to him. Um, one thing I did, I did like in one of these profiles, I'm not sure which one it was, but where she talks about like, you know, when she divorced her husband after nine years of marriage and she had all these kids and she was raising them as a single parent with the help of her sister to make extra money, mm-hmm. she would do like, just like the stray modeling job in her part, in her part time, which I think is She's just a, a very hustler. funny lifestyle. That's kind of what a lot of these profiles imply where it's like, she would not be where she is if she also just wasn't a hustler. Like she's mm-hmm. always hustling in the New York times profile. There's a really funny part where she's with a friend and she sees somebody more famous than her. I forget like who she see. Oh, she sees, uh, Oh, she saw Charlotte McKinney, you know, that model, oh, yeah. the, uh-huh. the, the the Carl's Jr. model. Yes. Um, she was like, we have to get our photo taken with them because we'll get more Instagram followers. Like, that's what she said, which she's I smart. love. Like, she is not, she's not playing around and you can tell she's r- related to Elon Musk. But it's a very, like, uh, her story is very 
fun and inspiring single mom story, you know, because she like went back to school, yeah. got a master's degree. Then she like started a new career as a dietitian. Then, but she kept modeling and she knows everyone and she's so fabulous. And then her kids grow up to be like su- in supremely successful. It's just like right. a good story. It's a good but story. But also I love that her comment is like, I used to be the most famous and then my kids got famous. Right? And she's like, I want to be more famous. And, I, and she's shameless and she's shameless. It's it. good. I like it. I like it. It Next says call. a lot about Elon Musk, to be honest. It explains why Elon is the way he is. Yeah, but it's like it, in the fact that he's thirsty, but then he's also like a huge nerd, and seeing those two forces trying to contend with each other is like very funny. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. Um, this is Reed. Long time, long time. Sorry, I'm. Uh, there's a thunderstorm right now, so it's kind of loud. Anyway, so I saw Mission Impossible Fallout. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Obviously, it's a them movie, but Vanessa Kirby, what's the deal with her? Is she going to become a them eventually or uh, or what? So uh, anyways, um, love the show. Good form, Bella Thorne. We did a Rebecca Ferguson moment and now we're Rebe- Vanessa Kirby. I feel like we we have to do this because the movie was so big, you know? The movie's huge. So it makes sense. Uh, I didn't know who Vanessa Kirby was because I like didn't watch the most recent episodes of The Crown. Yeah, I didn't watch The Crown and I didn't watch, uh, wasn't she in that, like, what was that fucking, hmm. she what? was in that, they they redid Great Expectations a while yes. ago. Yes, and I she did, was And in... everyone liked it. It was, I mean, it's almost a decade a str- ago. She was, was a Stella in yes. 2011's BBC yes. adaptation. I didn't of watch that. Yeah, and she so, was also in A Streetcar Named Desire on stage with uh, Gillian Anderson in 2014, which a lot of people talked about too. Remember that when they brought... Yes. You know what I do know her from? What? The film About Time. And oh. she is Rachel McAdams, his best friend. Of course. And she's really good in that. And she's funny in About Time. She's like the comic yeah. relief in About Time. So she's a British... Right. She's British. She's got to be she's British. British. She's a very pretty, a very pretty British blonde woman. She is... But you might not think of her as blonde if you've watched The Crown because she plays uh, Princess Margaret, right? Yes. Uh, and she has brown hair. So that's like another maybe reason why it might be a little bit of a cognitive dissonance between her role in Mission Impossible and The Crown. Mm-hmm. A little unsteady. I know hair Which color is, is silly, but it kind of does make a big difference. People it makes forget. a big difference. And I would say, I would say it's kind of great to make a name for yourself with a completely different look. So like she yeah. became famous as the crown, but then she yeah. doesn't get typecast as that because that's not really what she looks like. Right. You and know? what's great is in Mission Impossible, not only does she have, she has like a smaller role, but she really stands out because she's kind of the bombshell of the, of the movie. Yeah. No? She is, she's the bombshell of the movie. She because has, a, she has a it, much smaller role than like, she is a very, uh, in terms of screen time, she's a pretty small role, but in terms of like, uh, the plot that she moves forward she's incredibly well also i don't know if you had this problem but i had a huge problem i could not tell the difference between rebecca ferguson and the other woman michelle monaghan like every time they were on screen i was like which one is that like i literally said to i forget who was sitting next to joe our friend joe i was like which one is that like i kept forgetting (sighs) they look a lot alike they look a lot alike it was the styling that was different and what what is really uh, funny about what is really funny about it is that you have these two like very glamorous gorgeous women and one of them is playing like you know the sexy 
uh, CIA Spy agent who's always woman. like perfectly coiffed and everything. So what they did was they tried to make Michelle Monaghan, Monaghan look like homely and normal. They can't. But it's like you can't do that with someone. They can't. Who is, They're like, like she's that. the nurse. Like she's like a humble nurse. Look at her. She's a nurse. She's a I volunteer. Like, she works for the World Health Organization. They are literally twins. So that's another reason why Vanessa Kirby stood out because she was someone who looked different than these two women who I swear to God looked the exact same. But to it me. also Maybe makes sense me, because but... it explains why. Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise, and the Mission Impossible series has a type, and they are Michelle Monaghan and Rachel Ferguson. They look exactly right. the same. Your, his character has a type. His character sure. has a type. Did but anyways, you like Van- yeah. wasn't Vanessa Kirby great in it? She's so she she's was. barely in it, and she like steals she every scene. She Her was. character is the daughter of the Vanessa Redgrave character. Oh, is in that true? The first Mission Impossible. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, it's sort of subtly. I forgot done. a lot of the plot of that movie. But I mean, she I like has kind that of very. Like we were talking about a couple episodes ago, like that very posh, very like alluring British accent. That's just like good. It's very good on, on this sort and of gray area. Is she a villain or is she a good guy? You can't really tell. It's a perfect little accent. And just one like of the, the first one. as with every like Tom Cruise movie there ever is, there's always one actress who is rumored to be dating him because like literally like he, I think he actually does try and like, recruit women on his movies (laughs) like I think he actually that's how he tried whatever so there was a photo of them kissing because in the movie they like kiss once and so she kisses um, him it's really it's kind of funny so there's there were photo there were paparazzi photos of course of them kissing and people said that like Tom Cruise was like "Mm, this was she was on his list like he always has a list he's (laughs) terrible this is terrible and she was like "Um, I'll tell my boyfriend my boyfriend thinks it's very funny that this is the case she's dating she's dating this guy named Caleb Turner who is an actor also like some Who's hunky in. actor. He's she, in Fantastic Beasts, the new one. The, the one funniest thing about that statement is that it almost, in my mind, she got in trouble for saying it because someone, a reporter, asked her about the rumors and she was like, ha ha ha, no. My boyfriend heard about those rumors and thought they were hilarious, which, uh, without getting into it, which can implies... be interpreted any number of ways. Right. And it's like, oh, usually the women who Tom Cruise is allegedly linked to don't make fun of it in the way that Vanessa Kirby made right, fun but of she it. She says like which my is really boyfriend charming. was not even like it was it's very like an underhanded comment. You're so right. I didn't even think of it it's like that. Really but it funny. implies it's like, oh my girlfriend's dating Tom Cruise, sure. Yeah, like, like okay. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> All right. It's like is your boyfriend like does he worry that Tom fancies you or whatever? And it's like LOL bye. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of actually quite charming. It's funny. I don't think it's really there was funny. no like backlash for that. It was just no, like, kind no, of no. a blip. Because that was a, that yeah. was like when it when they filmed it about a year ago. Yeah. And it truly is fucked up that on every movie set that Tom Cruise is on, there's always some younger woman who is rumored like who some they write about as being the person he's going after. Vanessa Kirby is setting the record straight about those Tom Cruise dating rumors. Wait, so who are who do you think she'll be them? Them? Oh, maybe? Uh, I feel like is she in the next bad. movie. I used to think if they make a next movie, I feel like she would have to be in it. Um in this in a, in a small role again. Um and if they make another movie, I you know who else I think is going to definitely be in it? Who? Wes Bentley. Oh, of course he is. Are you kidding? Did you see his face? The minute he came on screen, I was screaming. I was like, you can't just bring Wes Bentley into a movie and not like have him be evil. And he just stood there. He's like, I'm the I'm the doctor husband. Like, I'm the boyfriend. Wink, wink. I'm the boyfriend. His face, his face when it's just at resting looks evil. Mm-hmm. 
I was I was like, this is the rudest introduction. It's the, the most ob- it was the most obvious thing. Yeah, no. Um, I'm not sure. I would I would like to believe she will be a them. Um, I like her. It was in the same way where I I had the same reaction to her and this as I did Mackenzie Davis in Tully, where I was I like love Mackenzie I Davis. knew she was a thing, sort of, but I'm suddenly like completely enamored by her. But I think Mackenzie Davis is is gonna be it is is heading towards them faster because she's gonna be in, in the um, Terminator. Terminator. I think she has a Davis lot more, more but belt. Yeah, Mackenzie Davis is more like a guaranteed them. And also I think it, that um what's her face from the crown is kind of in line before uh before kirby like what's her uh and she's and she's heading there yeah and what's what's sort of genius about the crown is that no actor can get stuck in it you know because it's about it's about the passage of time so like like claire foy is is not required to continue being in the crown because they've already aged her out so it's like she can do other things about the crown yeah Yeah, no i think that's what's great about it right but i was thinking about like in terms of just in terms of like up and coming thems maybe Claire Foy if we were looking at the crown would be like before Vanessa Kirby like she yeah, 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 yeah. Claire Foy is kind of like already working her way there she's gonna be in the new in the Neil Armstrong movie first man but like that looks whatever no comment fine who cares I saw it the IMAX stupid. trailer and it was really cool it looks stupid sorry I'd rather watch Apollo 13 I know it's like different space stuff but it just looked like they were like, how are we going to do it? And they're like drawing on a chalkboard. I was just like, Apollo 13. Like, what? It is funny that every movie about NASA has like, has a scene with either Ed Harris, Kyle Chandler, or Kevin Costner at a chalkboard, like drawing a line being like, we got to solve this problem. There's nothing more space than like being like, solve for X. And it's like a line from like a circle to a circle. And then they're like, yeah, it's always, <laughs> it happened in Armageddon too, I think. Is it the moon? Is it Mars? Is it whatever? And they're like, this is our problem. And we they do. A clean a Kleenex box, two rubber bands. <laughs> Wait. Sorry. It's just that like. That is a really, that's, I mean, a super cut of like the man in the 50s, in the, sorry, in the yes. 60s suit just going, this is it. And that's that. And, <laughs> and, then, and then being like, the lo- deal the with it. And then like like the other the other like white dudes and glasses with the skinny ties are like, yes. oh, we're gonna be here all night. And yeah, it cuts to it cuts to a bunch of white dudes and glasses like pulling on their collars, being like, yay, 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 and like going like looking calling at their wives and being clothes. like, honey, it's gonna be late. And the wife is like, I fucking hate my life, and like throws the casserole back in the oven. I do like that they gave Neil Armstrong's wife something to do in this first what man trailer it? because what is well, it? it's just like there's a good line do? in the trailer where claire foy is like you're a bunch of little boys like we've got this under control you're a bunch of boys you don't have anything under control well i do like that the trailer is like why are we doing this <laughs> yeah well i like that there's someone being like you guys are all fucking babies because I, I i don't believe that it actually happened like i and if it did happen i don't believe that anyone took her seriously because it was the fucking 60s right but it's like i like that they're giving claire foy something to do i guess like imagine if neil armstrong's wife had gone to nasa they'd be like get out of here lady like come on <laughs> I just we're busy drawing on... lines on chalkboards just, yeah, excuse me i'm i'm in here with my men just drawing on this chalkboard for <laughs> hours and hours trying to figure out how to save the spaceship it's okay, like we need, here's we the need, problem <laughs> we need to move and then they write like solution question mark and it's like you got eight hours it's like, no it's terrible this it's it's gonna be bad well sorry continue 
Next it looks call. fine. It, no. We'll know soon enough because festival season is soon. And so we're going to hear all these people who are Wait. like, I saw First Man. I saw Star is Born. Guess what? Star is Born is going to be the movie of the year. First Man can eat me. Like, fucking First Man I just sucks. had the best vision. What? Of Star is Born, like, beating First Man for everything. And then, like, cutting to Damien Chazelle, who's, like, furious once again. Who's like, La La Land couldn't win. And then I made this Neil Armstrong movie, the most Americana bullshit. What do you people want? And we're like, we want Lady Gaga, bitch. <laughs> Sorry, it's bitch. It's true. It's like, Moonlight, <laughs> Star is Born, like, eat it. <laughs> Oh my god, that'll oh my god, be so only, satisfying. If only Mamma Mia 2 was like available for like awards. I mean it is. <laughs> available? Yeah, no, like, it's available. Okay. Next call, please. Next call. I beg of you. <laughs> okay. So you're telling me you can only give our guys 45 hours? That brings them to about there. Gentlemen, that's not acceptable. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. This is Jasmine, a long-time, big-time, which means I'm a long-time fan of the both of you and a big fan of you both. Okay, so here's my issue. is that the people I would like to talk about, Nicki Minaj and Tracy Chapman, are neither of them are who's necessarily, but this is a very who situation. Nicki Minaj cannot release her album because apparently, unbeknownst to her, there is a Tracy Chapman sample of one of her songs, which is not yet cleared, and so she has to push back the release of her album. And her crazy Nicki Minaj fans are trying to contact Tracy on various social media platforms to try to get her to clear the sample, but Tracy Chapman is Tracy Chapman, and she's not on Twitter. So what the fans are doing is really just adding fan accounts to are always just responding to them like, we don't know Tracy, we don't know what's going on. Anyway, that's not my problem. My question is, do you think that Tracy Chapman knows who Nicki Minaj is? I have no idea, and I think you guys might know. Thank you so much. Good form, Bella Thorin. Love you. Bye. You're right about this being like two thems, I think, that we yeah, really don't absolutely. need to dig into. But I just want to share one thing that like really like made me giggle because like the caller said tracy chapman is not on social media because why the fuck why the fuck would tracy, tracy chapman, chapman be on, be on social, social media? media if you were like who's the last person to get on social media i'd be like it's tracy chapman <laughs> tracy chapman is like has like a very healthy bank account and is living like in a cabin with no wi-fi like right loving now. her life like, like loving eating her kale life. you know like tracy chapman is fine She's loving it. So the best part is like the Nicki Minaj fans are like, we will find Tracy Chapman and we will get clearance for this sample. And it's like, of course, their number one like solution to this was to tweet at Tracy Chapman fan accounts being like, (laughs) please like get us in touch with Tracy Chapman. And the funniest tweet I think I've ever seen in my whole life is from Tracy Chapman online, which is T Chapman online. Um, a picture of Tracy Chapman as the icon, but clearly not Tracy Chapman. Clearly not Tracy Chapman. And it says, Hi to everyone who has messaged and DM'd me in the past few hours. Tracy Chapman Online is a fan community and is run by the fans. Although we can't speak for the artists, feel free to browse the feed and ask any fan questions. Implying that, like, they've been DM'd by, like, all of these Nicki Minaj fans being like, Tracy, 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 clear the... Play, Tracy, Tracy. And they're like, we clear are the not clear Tracy. The sample. I'm a 14-year-old girl in Peoria, and I am not Tracy Chapman, and I cannot clear the sample. It is funny imagining, like, Tracy going to her cell phone, which she keeps in a safe, 
that she only looks at <laughs> once at a month. the bottom of the ocean in a yeah. cage. <laughs> she she only goes there once a month that she scuba dives down to the safe. She gets she the phone out, she takes cage. it up, and she opens it. It's all, usually there's nothing there. Usually she checks it's it once a month mentions. and it's nothing. And today it's just calls from Nicki Minaj dance and Nicki Minaj being like, hey, Tracy, it's me. Can I use your song? And she's just well, like, was, whatever. Well, what was funny was everyone who wrote about this, so she can't, so I guess we got ahead of ourselves. Nicki Minaj has a song, can't release her album because there's a song on it with a Tracy Chapman sample that she can't clear. But everyone who wrote it's about Tracy this Chapman. said, wow, like, there's actually a famous story where Lena Dunham wanted to use Fast Car in Girls the last season, I guess. So she got permission for the thing because she called Tracy Chapman directly. So it's just like everyone, okay. like Nikki clearly hasn't done the one thing that was actually the thing that you should do first before you engage your fan army, which is call Tracy. She'll, <laughs> she'll get her, she'll get the message. She'll get it when she goes and gets her cell phone from the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Like the bay, like a beautiful lake. I do love the idea of Tracy being like, uh, can you put some coffee on the on the stove? I'm just going to go check my cell phone and like puts on her scuba mask and like gets in the water. Yeah, it's, it's really, that's a good image. Okay, we can move on. Please, 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 please. Do we have to do Ellie Goulding's new fiance, Casper Jopling? It's crazy because it. it's like the same. He is the same guy as Jennifer Lawrence's new boyfriend. Yeah, that's I just it. realized that after reading, they both it's have, the same thing. They both have crazy names: Casper Dropling and um, what was his name? The other one. I actually have a story Cook, about Cook Maroney. Cook Maroney, yeah. You have a story about they him? were wandering. Well, no, I just had a story about him opening a tab. They were they were opening. I mean, they were wandering through Paris uh, a couple days ago. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Holding so, hands, doing well, PDA. Casper is Casper is works at Sotheby's, and he's an art guy, Sotheby's. and so is Cook. And what did Sotheby's. I say? What did I say? Sotheby's. It's Sotheby's. Sotheby's. Oh, that's even worse than what I said. No, no, you Sotheby's. Is that not it? I got a friend who works down at Sotheby's, <laughs> up in New York City. All right, right. I'm sorry. I didn't go to Harvard and study <laughs> art, and my dad didn't get me into the art business. And I okay, yeah, but he's like a child of a billionaire, and yeah. of course they're engaged. Why right. wouldn't they be? We love it. Anyways, you N- went to Harvard. I'm Moving not going to play the call. We don't have time. And this next call is too good. Here we it's go. It's too good. Okay, wait. I just called earlier about like Chinese hoodang and things like that. Um, the thing is, is that it totally. I mentioned Fan Bingbing, and I totally forgot. But she's like missing. She's been missing for a month. I think what happened is that she got caught for, like, tax evasion in China, and now the Chinese government is, like, uh, has banned her from leaving the country, and she's, but she's not on social media. People are really worried about her, and it's just, like, a whole wild-ass story. It's definitely something that should be talked about. Um, I do think it's just, like, tax evasion, but also, like, the Chinese government is, like, crazy and authoritarian, so actually you can get, like, people banned from leaving the country for, honestly, the smallest things. Um, like, for instance, if there's a Chinese tourist who's, like, who, who, you know, you think is, like, behaving, um, in a not great way overseas, you can, like, write it to one of the ministries, and they can literally ban that person from leaving the country, which is also, like, super fucked up. But, um, anyway, sad thinking of, like, uh, I think the only thing she's known for in America is, like, X-Men Days of the Future Past, where she, like, plays Blink or whatever, but she's, like, really beautiful and she's like a model and all that um but yeah she's like hasn't posted on social media in a month and 
everyone thinks she's, like, missing. Most likely it's just the uh, fucked up Chinese government. But, you know, okay. Love you all. Um, thank you. Bye. So one of the biggest actresses, probably the biggest actress in yes. China, is this woman named Fan Bingbing. Huge. I think at one time a couple years ago she was the, like, fourth highest paid uh, actress in the whole world. And she, you might know her from X Men. I forget who she played. This is what the, the most Carr recent said one. She um, played someone, but Days she's of also Past. she was she's Blink. Been in, she was Blink. She was in that Jackie Chan, uh, Johnny Knoxville movie that randomly like happened and was also a little bit in here. But she's mostly famous for films that have come out in China. Like she's not. She really is not like a crossover yeah. star yet. Basically, what happened was, I guess she's really um active on Weibo, 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 the Twitter. Like Weibo, she has like almost seventy million followers on Weibo, right. and it's she a always huge likes network. stuff and she tweets stuff, and so she's like pretty active. Very, but I guess very she active. she went silent uh in June or July, and everyone was like, "What happened to her? She's missing." Which is what you do when a celebrity stops posting, when a celebrity right. who is very prolific on social media suddenly stops. And usually, you would think. I don't know what's the what's the culprit for stuff like this? Like usually, like um, oh, they're about to release something. I'm stressed. I'm working something. on promo or drugs yeah. or whatever. This is like even crazier. But this one is allegedly like white collar crime. <laughs> so, yeah. So in China, the yeah. there are all these very complicated. I mean, it is Hollywood accounting. Hollywood accounting is its own brand of complication or its own brand of complicated. But I guess they have stricter rules or stricter laws regarding how much you can pay your like the actors in movies because the the Chinese film industry is like huge and getting huger by the year getting more huge by the year and so the stars are getting paid too much because there are all these bidding wars between them so they put a cap on how much stars can actually get paid like as a percentage of the film's entire budget so right it's so like, it's not like they can't get paid a lot but the film has to be a huge huge move for them to get paid a lot right a so amount. it's like like cast payments can't be more than 40 percent of an entire budget which is seems like a lot but it does it may not be if you have this huge star who's demanding a lot of money so right. to get around it they've been doing these things called like yin what are they called yin and yang yin and yang contracts basically what they do and they're they're widespread contracts that exist outside the movie industry but basically it's like you have a fake contract that you show everyone that says you're making this much money and then but like, that's this not is going the here. real but contract that's not the real one the real contract is under the table and it's like i'm actually making way more money and so when you do this you f- like you're breaking all these tax laws and so she's not paying enough money and i guess apparently allegedly the government found out that she has been avoiding all these taxes and they're trying to find her and so she's just like completely gone off the radar and she's missing <laughs> because crazy. of tax law it's honestly so crazy it's just wild so yeah so but, everyone's but it's like funny because everyone's she- like Everyone's making it kind of like this suspicious thing when re- it's been reported out that the, this is a tax thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, pretty much, yeah. Like, she's not dead. She's not, like, you know, assuming a different identity in another country. Like, she's probably, like, at her house, you yeah. know? She's probably yeah. at her house, and her lawyers are like, we'll deal with this. Yeah, you know? and this is also just fascinating because a lot of American movies are now funded by Chinese investors. If you notice, like mm-hmm. there's kind of one that's always shows up, which is H brothers. Isn't mm-hmm. that, isn't that what it says? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, H yeah. brothers. And then called, it's yeah. a, yeah. And so they're also part of this, uh, this, this kind of scandal where like a lot of these kind of film 
companies are trying to go around the government or go around whatever and try and save money on taxes and, and stuff. Yeah, so, so it's, just, I, it's, yeah. it's sort of just a perfect storm of you have your American companies who are shady and your Chinese companies who are shady. And when they're shady together, things get even crazier. Right. And I think and, that's kind yeah. of the, 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 the bottom of the story. <laughs> Anyway, so we need to we need to find Bing Bing. Let us know if you have any updates on Bing Bing because I love when a major actress goes missing. Like imagine if just like Jennifer Lawrence just went missing and it was tax shit. That's not completely well, out of the realm. She's of now gonna lose like deals, she's losing brands and stuff. Everyone's yeah, kind of like so mad was, at her. She was she's a spokesperson for what, L'Oreal or something? Some uh, big cosmetics brand. De Beers. De Beers. De Beers, De Beers, De Beers Diamonds. And she didn't yeah. show up to some event and they brought like the B team. <laughs> And everyone's like, they brought the B team. Bing Bing's yeah. out here. They and she the also team. just got engaged to another actor last year. Like she was this. She can't just go missing. We got to we got to find her. Um, And I think with that, we're done for the week, right? Oh, uh, we better be. We better be. And uh, keep buying tickets to our show. Uh, We still have some left. Matt Bellasai is going to be there. Mariah Smith's going to be there. It's going to be amazing. Um, Incredible. And, and we're going to have special guests, too. We have another oh, special, have guest. special guest. It's really going to be great. We're going to have a good show. It's going to be great. Um, it's at the Bell House next Thursday. What what else is there? Keep calling 619 who them. Leave questions, comments, and um I feel like we never know, say this, but inquiries. check out okay, wow. Um I think we we never say this, but check out our Facebook group. We have a really amazing, uh, exciting and very active Facebook group in which you can go hang out if you haven't been there. You should go check it out. I know. Um and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That's great. That's it. That's it. Have a great weekend. Uh, that's it say bye that's it bye bye